Brando, I finna slam dunk. Get big on you fake pumps. That bump in the fake pump. Bitch, fell for the pump fake. Got him talking like first take. Get it right on the first take. Hit the hole in the first. Yeah, man. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. It's been like two weeks. Nigga ain't did a podcast. I was getting an itch. You know what I'm saying? Big King came over here, got me back on the horse, though, man. I ain't going to lie, I fell off the horse. Keep it a buck with you. Oh, this nigga head ass. Oh, yeah. This nigga a junkyard dog. Yeah, I'll be fucking my teeth up. <laughs> I had a beer opener right there. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> Your parents tell you when you're young, hey, when them permanent teeth come in, don't mess your teeth up. You ain't going to get another set. I never listen to that shit. Boy, I done chipped down there every tooth in my mouth. With that, with that being said, though, would you ever get veneers? Oh, yeah, for sure. You would? Even though, I ain't gonna lie, that, uh, what's the bro name? DDG? Yeah. That horror story he was saying about veneers? That scared me a little bit. That what made me change my mind. Seen that. What he said? His teeth underneath his veneers, like, is messed up and infected. So it'd be, like, throbbing. It'd be hurting him. And I think he took them out. Oh, well, if you have it like that, you're supposed to, like, get those removed. If you got any like that, you're supposed to get them removed. But I know... When you get the veneer, get your teeth completely removed and get the porcelain in. No, if if they're terrible, like if they're just rotted out teeth, mm-hmm. get the ones that's rotted out removed. But the other ones, they just shave down, and then they put the the chiclets over the top of that motherfucker. If if I'm, I don't know. That's what I've been told. Yeah, I think I think they I'm gonna change my down. mind. I think I just changed my mind just now. Why is it up? Because that's why, like, a lot of my family members got gold teeth. That's why I ain't never get no gold teeth because I ain't trying to shave my shit and like. Put if the you gold got like caps perms, if you getting permanents, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I would get a about. gold grill though. I would get a gold grill. Nah, I'm talking about like the permanent jank. Nah, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Because you just permanently ratchet as fuck all the time. I couldn't do. That. Yeah, I need I need to like be able to walk into any environment. I'm saying so. Why get the temporary joints? I love temp- temporary gold. No, I, that's nah. just amazing, bro. You gotta be you grills. all the time, bro. Nah, that's like you gotta be you all the time. That's like some complacent shit, like. I can't do that. Nah, but you know, like, it's the same reason why I don't have tattoos. Like, and that's something interesting to talk about before we get to what we're going to talk about. We really just freestyling this episode. We ain't, we ain't going to talk about no topics per se. But, like, people always ask me why I ain't got no tattoos. Like, you know, mm-hmm. especially women, they love asking that. And they think it's like a crazy story. And I always crack a joke and be like, you know, my body's a temple. Mm-hmm. I don't mess up my temple. Okay. I'm joking. <laughs> I've done drugs, all kind of shit. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My body definitely isn't a temple. But for real though, the reason why um, I never got tattoos is because I was going to get tattoos before and I was going to get the most ignorant tattoos you can think of. And I know that I change every day. So I'm not about to go get something permanent knowing I'm going to be a different person today. Like if I would have got Slim Thugger tatted on my arms right here, that's <laughs> that's not matching who I am today. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not. That don't even match who I was then. To be honest, mm-hmm. it's just stupid. You just think of stupid stuff when you were a kid. Or I was gonna get a Chevy sign with an Impala going through it on my chest, and I didn't even have a car when I was gonna get that. So that was that wouldn't have been too. that bad though. I mean, I grew up in, and had a whole bunch of Chevys. Yeah, that wouldn't but, been that bad though. What if I would have been one of them niggas with no cars? With a Chevy that's sign not on how, my chest. Did we talk about this all the time. No matter how the dice roll. <laughs> that's not we, how was it never, we was never going to be them tight niggas, bro. I don't know, bro. Niggas, Sometimes I'd be gonna thinking, dog. Niggas going to have a crib, job, car. Always, regardless. But you know what's crazy? Like, not like DNA, bro. Growing up when you're young, and like I, I say this all the time about going to a, a, a predominantly white school. 
you see everybody's parents buying them BMWs and Beamers and, you know, all these cute cars. Mm-hmm. And you don't have no car. It starts to make you think you're going to be like that forever. Mentally, it makes you think that. When you're young, yeah, I, I could see how you say that. It just makes you feel like, damn, like, it feels kind of unattainable. Yeah. Like, like even, I ever get there? Even if your parents do have those things, mm-hmm. you feel like it's just not in the cars for you because of the lessons that your parents are trying to teach you. So, yeah. like, I know my mom, we wasn't poor. Of course, we wasn't poor. We, um, you know, we had things. But, like, I guess she was trying to teach me lessons. And the lessons she was trying to teach me, I was a little hard-headed on. So, I felt like, man, I ain't never going to have a car, bro. Only thing, the only reason why I never felt like that, I did feel like that growing up. Because I was like, I don't think my mom and dad would ever buy me a car. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I just don't think they would. Like, my mom and dad growing up weren't. They were very frugal. And that was just because my dad had a dream. Like, he just wanted to accomplish a lot of things. Yeah. But um, we ended up actually getting into a very a very bad car wreck, um, me and my cousins. And my sister was in a car, too. And we all wound up getting a little, like, we got a decent check from it. And um, I was able to buy my first vehicle, which was a Honda Civic. That, that white joint you had? Yeah. Yeah, and that's See, how that's I always my, a good car. That's how I got my first vehicle. Bro, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. You had the car I wanted and the job I wanted when we was young. Bro, I always, honestly, I always wanted to work at Walmart, dog. <laughs> honestly, always, though, bro, bro, I thought, hey, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought Walmart was like the it, it. It was, nigga. That's so weird, though. It Why? was because, bro, like when you young, bro, you don't people really don't know. really take you serious. Yeah. You don't know what a real job you is. Don't really know. Minimum wage sucks. And yeah. then like all you know is everybody got fast food jobs. And if I could get this job where I don't have to flip no burger, bro, it's yeah. up, bro. Yeah. Cuz everybody flips burgers. And also early on, and I'm glad kids don't have the experiences like we had the experiences early on. No folks weren't really fucking with you if you was black, dog. Yeah. You go to these facilities on, I'm, and I'm strictly talking about the side of town we lived on. Mm-hmm. Bro, I got turned down a lot of jobs. Like, they look at you like, bro, you got cornrows? Oh, no. Get out of here. Why'd you yeah. even come in here with cornrows? Like, no, that's not happening. It's a little different now. I be seeing kids with wicks working in Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a little different now. But then, yeah. they ain't really take you serious. But McDonald's, bro, McDonald's hire anybody, dog. If you ever been through an experience where you couldn't get no job, and I don't care why you couldn't get a job, go to a McDonald's. They hire anybody, bro. Facts. I've dealt with a lot of like racism trying to get jobs before, though. You but, know what's crazy? Growing up, I was so blind that I didn't see the racism when it was happening. Like, you ever uh, had situations that crossed your mind back later, and you was like, was that person racist? Sometimes, but I ain't gonna lie, bro. I dealt with so much racism. I, it know. was just blatant as fuck. Yeah, you just know. Bro, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the most racist uh, situation I ever dealt with. Um, Bro, I was living in Kentucky. And my homeboy, it was hard as fuck for me to get jobs in Kentucky. Yeah, I was 18 years old. Um, I was in high school. And for some reason, I don't know, they just wasn't hiring nobody. And I just wasn't getting hired. So it was just hard as hell to get jobs. So I finished high school. And I had did a semester at a community college looking for a job, could not get a job. Had a car, couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. And my homeboy got a job as a manager at a car wash. And he was like, hey, bro, you can come up here and work for me. I said, cool. Mm-hmm. 
There's only like four employees because at the car wash, all you do is direct people. You know, it's one of those, you know, instant car wash. You just direct people to the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So it's only like four people that work there. Not even four. I think it's three. No, no, it was four. It's two managers, two employees. So I'm one of the people that they hire. We go up there. I come up there. But around this time in my life, I was always quiet. I didn't really say much. I go up there, I'm doing my job, doing what I got to do. I'm not high, high, key, keen with nobody. I'm really doing my job. like, And I'm doing my job proficiently, like fast, on yeah. time, all that. So I tell them, I'm working there for like two months. And and uh, the boss comes up to me one day and he goes, hey, you're doing a really good job. And I'm like, oh, well, appreciate it. And he hires a new a new manager, a woman. She comes up, she introduces herself. She never says another word to me. I'm working there for like another month, maybe. Mm-hmm. She never says another word to me. I'm talking about not one word. She never tells me nothing to do. She never has a conversation with me, nothing. I asked them for two weeks off because it's Christmas break. So I can come home to Georgia and visit. Because, you know, I'm depressed as fucking Kentucky about to blow my brains out. Mm-hmm. Can I go home for, you know, I'm going home for two weeks to visit, catching a Greyhound. The Greyhound takes 12 hours to get here, catching a Greyhound. Yeah. Bro, I kid you not. This is this was probably one of the worst times of my life. I have a warrant in Georgia, so I'm being careful the whole time I'm in Georgia. The day before I'm about to leave and get on the bus to go back to Kentucky so I can go to, you know, make it for school, mm-hmm. the police uh, catches me for somebody else. I'm at my homeboy's crib. He stayed on the bottom floor. At the top floor was a guy that sold drugs. Mm. He, The police officer confused me for him and basically just beat the shit out of me. That's one racist situation. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, okay, this is crazy. I'm shell-shocked. My homeboy calls me. I'm about to get on the bus in the morning. My homeboy calls me and goes, the same way they got me the job. He goes, man, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, bro, but, man, we got to let you go, bro. And I'm like, wow, the owner just told me I was doing so good. He said, yeah, bro. They said you was at work gang banging. Mm. And I said, how does somebody gang bang at work? I said, do y'all know what gang banging is? And he was like, they said you was gang banging. They said, they said you got a bandana that was hanging out your pocket and you dapped somebody up and um was doing gang signs. All right, so you but are, are, are you about to ask me if I did that? You know damn well I didn't do that. <laughs> Why would Project. I do that? Come on now, bro. Why would I do that at work? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I wasn't I wasn't gang banging. I wasn't a no, gang not banger. Gang banging, but like you might not have known that like Would I piece somebody up or something? Yeah. No, I didn't do that. You didn't? No, I didn't at all. Bro, I didn't know nobody in Kentucky. The whole time I lived in Kentucky, I didn't know that many people. I knew a couple people I went to high school with, a couple girls I had dealings with. I didn't know nobody. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. But I could see you doing I'm telling you like, for you sure. You gotta think like 17-year-old head ass. Bro, I wasn't doing nothing. Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I acted kind of slow when I lived there. Like, I stayed to myself. I always had my headphones in. I might be bobbing my head a little bit, and Mm -hmm. I never said nothing to nobody. So people probably did think I was slow. Got you. But I wasn't doing no kind of none of that. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying all that to say, that's when I was like, damn, these folks racist as hell. No, I, I, well... There's automatically a, like a disconnect when it comes to like white folks and black folks when it comes to like culture, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, it's just so weird in America, bro. Because 
I don't know. They think, you know, you kind of have white folks a lot of the time that think their culture is the standard. Yeah. Like, this is how you're supposed to be. And this is how you act. And they act like, how you act is not how you're supposed to act. Oh, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. But... I know, bro. I know exactly where you're going. You know and what I'm saying? I didn't understand what you're saying and where you're going right now until I got older. I didn't yeah, get it at all. I yeah. just was like, I just was like, oh, these these folks is racist. They got me fucked up, and I was just angry at the world. Yeah. It took me a minute to get out that angry at the world thing and finally find the next part. I do is about to be called accountability too. It's, it's about to be about women. You know, I don't talk about women, but this was about to be about women. But it took me a, it took me a little while because I was a teenager still then mm-hmm. to really. Start holding myself accountable for the things that I was doing. Now, in that situation, they did just fire me for no damn reason. But mm-hmm. I had to, like, take things into, like, what I was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. One, I was sagging my pants. I know that. I used to mm-hmm. sag my pants back then. I know I was doing that. I was sagging my pants. I wasn't saying nothing to anybody. I didn't take any kind of initiative to try to even try to play the game and be friendly with anybody that I work with. Mm-hmm. I thought I could just do my job and go home and everything would be fine. And um, I just came off as somebody that just wasn't a team player. I knew that's that's the that's the role I played into it. Mm-hmm. But still, them folks was racist as hell though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. But that's what I did wrong. Though. When it comes to when it comes to situations like that, when you walk into a place where you are the other. Mm-hmm. The the worst thing you want to do is give a person a reason to, like, want to get you out of there. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, like, they don't see themselves as, like, being racist. Mm-hmm. They see themselves as, oh, this guy's, like, a thug. He's, like, antisocial. He uh-huh. doesn't. So they see it as their duty to be, like, oh, he's not, like, he's not good for the team type stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. So they, they find any little reason. It could be anything, bro. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, as black people in the workplace, we've only been in the workforce, like, integrated for, like, what, maybe 60 years or so? Like, it hasn't been long. Like, there's been a long history of just, like, white people being in the workforce. And then it hasn't been a long history of women being in the workforce. So it's like we still learning how to, like, integrate all that stuff together and, like, make it work. Yeah. But, like, n- just now, like, it's okay to have black hair. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Like, bro, like, I would have never grown my hair back in the day. Like, even, like, five years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure your parents think it's weird that you have a corporate job and you got hair. I bet they think that's weird as hell. I think, I and I'm pretty sure most of the, you know, people I work with, it's including black folks, think it's, think it's weird. Because there's only, like, me and a couple other people other than people who work out on the actual floor. Oh, bro. You You saying that. I want to tell you one more story. I'm going to make it short, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been profiled by black people before, also. Because we do it to ourselves. Bro, honestly, one of my closest friends, bro, Mm -hmm. uh, his big brother, um, when I was in high school, I went to jail for some little weed, some some Mm -hmm. simple shit, right? Yeah. So um, me and one of my closest homeboys was hanging out one day, and his big brother called him. And was like, hey, bro, I'm in Athens. I just went to this UGA game, and I just locked my keys in the car. Can mm-hmm. you go to my house and get the keys? So I ride with him to go get the keys. He can't get into the house. All the doors is locked. He called his big brother like, bro, all the doors are locked. He like, bro, I ain't got no spare key to the crib. Like, And I'm listening to him talk. I'm like, oh, I can get in there for you. Mm-hmm. So I go. Uh, I pop the lock to the door. We go inside. We get the keys. We leave. 
Bro, not even like two weeks later, somebody breaks into his crib and steals all his studio equipment out the crib. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he swore up and down it was me, bro. I was like, bro, why would I steal some studio equipment? That don't even make no sense. Mm-hmm. And he was like, because you just got out of jail. I was like, damn. But if you think in his mind, why wouldn't he say that? Yeah, but still, though, like, why me, though, bro? Like, you know me for years now. And you ain't never seen me steal nothing from nobody. But you think just because, like, I had a situation happen in my life that, like, I'm so down bad, I would steal from y'all. The people mm-hmm. I be with every day. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not saying people don't do that. And I'm not it's, saying you shouldn't be thing. alert of that. That's the thing is, like, judging someone's character is beyond, like, how you feel. Yeah. So, like. There's be certain situations you're in where I feel like I should trust this person. This is my brother. But when it come down to it and consequences show, when consequences arise for a person, it's like, that's when you see a person's true character. It's like, yeah. it's like sitting on a stand. Like you always think your homeboy, like is going to be there to like, come on, bro. Like support you and stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, at the end of the day, that might not be the case. Like, we seeing that right now with, like, Thug and, like, different cases people got going on. Like, you never know who a person is until it gets, like, rough and it gets down and bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and, you like, know, like, I always said, because when you're young, you feel like a victim. You feel like the mm-hmm. world is against you. But once you get out of that mindset and you start moving forward and just analyzing things and holding yourself accountable, you yeah. start to realize, like, you know, uh, what's going on here? Just like I say this phrase all the time, dog. I say, uh, judging people keeps you safe. <laughs> like if you if that person looks like the type of person that does something like that, it's probably because they are. Yeah, they you probably, know what I'm saying. Judging are. people keeps you safe. So it's like if you believe that now, you have to also look back at you and be like, do you look like that type of person? Yeah. Even though. I don't, excuse me, I know I'm not that type of person, but, like, if somebody assumes that from you, hey, man, let them judge you, bro. If you're going to judge somebody, you got to be ready to be judged also. But with that being said, should you be upset about that white woman judging you at that car wash? Yes. Fuck that hoe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bro, because I ain't even finished that story. So the real reason why she fired me, because she wanted to hire her boyfriend. Oh, yeah, it's always a plot. Yeah, yeah. And then crazy thing about it is they fired me. She hired her boyfriend the next exact day. Mm-hmm. And my homeboy found out about it. They end up making her like the district manager. And she fired him so the boyfriend can get promoted. Mm. I said, oh, okay. So, like, now you have to go through what I go through. And it, it, it's just crazy to see because my homeboy was white. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that adds any more details to the story. But my homeboy was white. So he was unable to see, like, the racism thing. He was like, bro, I don't think they're racist. I think, you know, you just messed up. But when it happened to him, oh, he went crazy. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? I mean, it's very, it's very hard to convince white people that they have, like... Because the thing is, do I, I, do I believe the white woman that fired you was a hardcore racist clan member? No. No, no, no. I don't either, though. But I feel like... I feel like she was a, a horrible person, though. Yeah, there's but some... But I don't feel like she was, like, there's the, some racist, in, the most racist person in yeah, the world. There, there's a lot of Im- implicit, like, um, just, you know, subconscious things that people of other races do to other people. We do it to white people, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But 
It just happens more often that they're in positions to where they can control things. Bro, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a situation where a white person told you that you were one of the good ones? Honestly, that if I ever become a UFC fighter, that might be my my tag name. Like Keenan, one of the good ones. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> you've been through that shit a lot. Oh my god, bro! So many times. Bro. Tell me the first time you've been through it. I really want to know. Well, I grew up. I had a homeboy I grew up with. Um, he was best white. friend. Yeah, white. Growing up, um, his father was extremely racist. Mm. Um, Ain't that crazy how that happened? The people that's racist either end up with a son with a black best friend or a daughter with a black boyfriend. Something like that. I love to fucking see it. Yeah. I don't know how. It, it always works like that, too. Um, but, yeah, man. And then, like, I, I met him several times over. He was a good guy, though. He's a solid guy. You know, my friend was a solid person, too. But um, there are certain things that are ingrained and instilled in people that they just taught and they never get rid of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like to see me, I, I don't know why I don't, I don't, I mean, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like I'm a chameleon, bro. Uh, I can fit in in any crowd. Like, honestly, like I've been around so many crowds of people I can fit in just because honestly, I'm myself. I'm not going to change just because I'm around a group of like street niggas or. I'm not going to change just because I'm around a group of, you know, high class or suburban people. You know, that's actually a great trait. But for me, it it works against me a lot. But keep going. Yeah. (laughs) But like, you know, if I am in a certain crowd, I will throw in a dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I will throw in a this and that. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know. It's like a certain vibe that I guess certain... White people get off people that be like, hey, man, you're one of the good ones. And it's like, you don't understand. We're, you know, like, we're all we're all people, bro. Like, um, and I think it just comes from a fear of, like, culture. It's like they fear our culture because of what they see on the media. But they don't know, like, we got families, we got dads, we got moms, and everybody just has a wild family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody got somebody in their family that's – the funny one, the crazy one, the angry one, the middle child, the one that's left out, the you know, we all go through the same stuff, it's just different. And you know, <clears throat> it just so happens with our people, like we had a whole generation of kids that was raised in fatherless homes. And like with Correct. you know, crack epidemics and all kinds of things like that, raised by single mothers working two jobs. And then now the tables have turned a little bit because lower class white people are starting to see that America treats them just like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're growing up in these situations now, fatherless homes because of opioids and, you know, meth and all kinds of shit that's going on in their communities. And I think now it's, they're starting to see too, like, hey, this shit's fucked up for all of us. So, like, you know. But, yeah, I've, I've heard one of the good ones several times over that. I was like... Us, like, that was like a childhood thing. Like, I always heard, which was weird to me, bro. Did you know why they were saying those type of things back then? Well, one, is because they viewed me as probably articulate and intelligent just simply because I went to a, a super suburban school. Mm-hmm. And the kids around me, we all talked a certain way. We all acted a certain way. Wore clothes, the same clothes. 
Birkenstocks and salty dog cafe t-shirts. <laughs> don't 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 get me on the salty dog. That's shirts. what I'm saying. Like don't so, it's like that was just my upbringing. That's all I knew. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, and I think it's just because they're like, oh, you're just like white kids or whatever they thought. But it's cultures in different societies. You go up to Michigan, it's different. Yeah, they probably weren't North Faces and you know all kind of stuff like that up there. Uh, down here, we I do bet it a I way. bet back then you didn't even know that that like was like a racist remark. Because they no. view black people a certain way. No. I thought he just thought I was a good kid, honestly. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. All right. Blind, bro, blind racism is crazy as hell. Like, I, I don't know if people see this, because I, I, I honestly feel like I'm the only one that sees this. But, like, and I do not, when I say this, I want to I wanna go ahead and, and, you know, put the caution up. I'm not saying these people are racist. I'm just saying if you watch a video with uh, Meek Mill, and what's homie name? Robert Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft and, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and what's yeah. the other one name? Robert Kraft. Not Robert Kraft. Who's the other one? The uh the Patriots owner. That's Robert Kraft. Okay. The the 76ers uh co owner. Oh, I don't know that one. I forgot his name, but the younger guy, right? If you watch a video with them with them two guys and Meek Mill. It's going to be some weird shit going on. Why you say that? <laughs> I'm not going to call it racist. It's just some weird shit going on. Like, it's always... I hate I hate when niggas hang out with white people and, like, just talk about race the whole time. So it's always going to be that kind of shit going on. Like, it's, it's going to be Meek um, trying, to, trying to show them how to dance, trying to do the little Uzi rock dance. It's always really? going to be that kind of shit. Like, like, like the, culture, the culture swap shit. And I, I mean, but like, is there anything wrong with that? It's cringy. I don't like it, bro. It's cringy. I just don't like it. Maybe it's just me, though. That's why I put the warning out at, front, at the front. Maybe it's just me, though. I don't really like it either, but it makes me laugh. It it, it do be funny. Yeah. It's even funnier because me can't dance for shit, so okay. he shouldn't be showing nobody how to fucking most, dance. Most street, niggas, <laughs> most street niggas can't dance. Yeah. But I do love when a street nigga becomes free. And stop being a street nigga and start doing normal nigga shit. Mm-hmm. Cause I said this, I said this the other day, bro, about children raising children, right? And um, I want to talk about that too. <sighs> raising children, it's certain things that we used to go up to bat uh, with our parents against that I I'm totally against right now. Like what one of the things was teen clubs. I just could not figure out why my mom did not want me to go to a teen club. I, back then, I told you I didn't go. I didn't know. It. I didn't even know it was a thing. I snuck and went. And now that I'm an adult, 100% against teen clubs. Would never let my kid go to a teen Bro, I've never been to a teen club and it wasn't a fight or a shooting. Never. That's weird. Yeah, bro. Bro, when you at that age, bro, you don't know how to party. Yeah. You don't know how to do anything. And you don't know how to control that. I was explaining that to one of my friends yesterday at a basketball game. Bro, when you're at that age, you do not know how to control your emotions and all that fucking shit going on in your body. You don't even know what it is. You just don't know how to control it. Like, something can piss you off in the morning time. You just be mad all day. Mm-hmm. Bro, name the last time something pissed you off in the morning and you was mad by lunch. <laughs> you a grown-ass man. Yeah. You know how to control that shit now. Yeah. Bro, they just don't know how to control it. So, what trips me out is... Um, a lot of grown ass people that still believe in those type of things. Like I know grown ass men that had the same experiences that I had that probably would let their kids go to a teen club because they want their kids to be cool. 
I don't know what it is with niggas and wanting their kids to be cool, but niggas niggas want their kids to be cool. That's the weirdest shit in the world to me. Like, what the hell is cool? Well, just look at the culture, bro. The yeah, that shit's there. disgusting. The evidence is there, bro. Why do we want our kids to be cool? We want it to be cool. Yeah. Like being realistic. And honestly, I love how cool is transforming now. I love how cool got out of the, I need to be this way, I need to be that way. Cool is kind of like whatever you make it now. I do too. Like that's, that's the one thing I can say about Gen Z that's freeing. You don't have to. You don't have to fit any mold. It's to be socially a cool accepting. Person. Yeah, like they're very socially exactly. Accepting. That's that's the best yeah. thing about them. Bro. I and it's I hundred like, percent agree. Dog, if we took so many aspects of each different generation, like Gen Z, Millennials, Boomers, Gen X, Boomers work hard. They are hard. Pe- they are hard yeah. people. Boomers work the hardest. Yeah. Um. I think we're the best with technology. I don't think I don't think Gen Z got us beat on technology. I think we're the best. No, the Gen Z is more of a consumer of technology. Yeah. We're more of the innovator and like and we don't even know what we're doing, but we just creating. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's what we yeah. got. And but uh the raising kids thing, bro, I wanted to ask you, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me and my friend had a conversation yesterday. And we was talking about kids that go to private school versus public schools. And he was telling me, all right, this is the scenario. Let me give you the story. So it's a young lady that I know. And um, her and her spouse had a conversation about where the kids should go to school. Currently, the kid goes to school at a private school, right? And the dad was like, you know, maybe we should consider him going to the school that won the championship. The school that won the championship has a proficiency rating in math. Excuse me, a proficiency, uh, yeah, a, pro- a proficiency rating in math of two percent. Mm-hmm. And I ain't even tell you the language arts rating. What? Fourteen. Two percent math rate. Fourteen language arts. But they won the championship. They won the middle school championship in basketball and football. So he was like, you know, maybe and this kid is an athlete. They were like, maybe we should send him to this school. And she was like, absolutely not. Why the fuck would we send our kid to school? Because they have a good basketball team. Like, their their team is ass. Now, my friend I told this situation about, he said that, yeah, that's true that those ratings, he said he thinks those ratings are lower than that mm-hmm. because he, 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 uh, he uh, knows somebody that works at the school. So he thinks those ratings are lower than that. But he said it's ignorant to not want to send your 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 kid to a school because they have bad ratings when you don't know all the programs there. He said they have a gifted program that's really good and that gives kids college credits. I told him all all schools have that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't even know if this kid is gifted or not. So we have to assume that this kid is going to be in normal classes. Well, he he said he thinks he's gifted because he's gifted athletically. Most likely. Yeah. All right. Well, and he wants him to get better, so therefore he gets a scholarship. Both, and and both he said that most of the athletes stick together, so they're both in the same social structure. So Oh, and this school also has a very high crime rate. Very high, like super high. But he said most of the kids stick together and they're pretty much in the same social uh, circle, so this wouldn't affect that kid. 
How do you feel about that? Because you, bro, you have a son that's that's yeah. that's in grade school, and I'm school. trying to I'm trying to mold him now into like an athlete. And you also have a sister that's in that's in private school, so that's why I wanted you to touch on that. Like, what yeah. do you think about kids going to private school versus public school for just athletic? Well, we're gonna weigh the pros and cons, I guess. So, like, well, hold up before you start. Also, yeah, one more thing that he said was he said that kids that go to private school are socially awkward, and he much rather have his kid be cool. Than to be a weird, uh, a lame weirdo. That was his words. A lame weirdo mm-hmm. from uh, a, a private school, which I didn't even know people thought that about people that went to private school. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to that, I'll be honest, dog. I watched this video with Tyler Creator one time. Um, you know, I'm a big Tyler fan. That mm-hmm. was like our generation, like Wolfgang, our, our future, all that stuff. Like. And he was like talking about how all the niggas back in the day used to take their pictures like this, right? With their arms crossed. Yeah. And showing their watch, right? Yeah. And they all took pictures like this. Jay-Z, all the niggas, 50 Cent, Fat Joe, all them niggas took pictures like that. And then I I think he talked to one of them niggas and he was like, why all y'all niggas stand like that? Why do y'all stand like that when y'all like in a picture? Why y'all pose like that? And it was like, because growing up, we used to watch all the dope boys on the corner, and that was how they took their yeah. pictures. So back then, that's what we thought was fucking cool. Like we thought, like, oh, if we we do this, that's fucking cool. And then Tyler was like, pretty much like, oh, well, like, oh, if y'all watch my videos and stuff, stuff like that, y'all probably think I'm lame as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Y'all and probably, they do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like, the buddy from that generation, what he think is cool. It's not gonna always persist of what is what cool is. Correct. So you should and it, honestly, I'd rather have a lame ass, smart ass kid who's an engineer or computer engineer or whatever, a doctor or lawyer or whatever, or, you know, a nurse. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Just as long as you're proficient in your field and doing well in life, like it we put a lot of emphasis on cool because emphasis because cool is what gets us women in our culture, right? Mm-hmm. But who says you necessarily have to date a woman in your culture? Which, honestly, if I go back, I would have preferred it. But it's not necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as long as you find somebody who love you, treat you right, and all that stuff. Like, we, we, we put cool. Like, we put, all right, we put athletics. Way too fucking high. We put athletics one. We put cool nigga number two, and then we put grades number three. Bro, if this is a safe space, I'm a, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. What's that? I had a friend growing up, one of my closest friends, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm beefing with him right now because I seen him downtown uh, mm-hmm. the other day, and uh, he didn't recognize me. But I forgot he ain't seen me in a minute. I got dreads and shit, so mm-hmm. he probably didn't recognize me. He was on his skateboard, but. Mm-hmm. You already know what I'm talking about when I said the skateboard oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I can already. <laughs> Dude. Hey, <I'm> <laughs> yeah. He had headphones in, so he couldn't hear yeah. me. But, um, bro, I kid you not, when we was young, when we got to high school, he was in band. And he used to wear the tight-ass goddamn jumpsuit shit. And I used to be like, man, that shit lame as hell. I feel I feel bad, bro. I shouldn't have thought that, but I did. Bro, when he Oh, when, when he wore a band joint? Yeah, yeah. But when he decided to play football and start knocking niggas' heads loose... I thought he was the coolest nigga ever. Yeah. And that's that, the that's the ignorant shit niggas are still on though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I should have appreciated him for even when he was in band. Because this is what I want niggas to do, dog. 
I want niggas to appreciate whatever their kids appreciate. And you can get you can get a band scholarship. They can play mm-hmm. an instrument and get a full ride. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, the school I went to in Kentucky, I don't know if I ever told you this, bro. The school I went to in Kentucky, I think, was the third best school musically. In band, like band. Yeah, band. like I didn't even know they had little band, little little band meets and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And this school was third in the state, the whole state of Kentucky. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And I ain't gonna lie, the band teacher was cool as hell, bro. Cause you know I had grew up a little bit. I done been to jail and 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 changed who I was as a person. He was a nerd, but that's when I realized I was a nerd too. So I was like, damn, he kind of cool, bro. Like he had this little swag to him. Like yeah, you know, this nigga probably a jazz musician, all kind of shit. Yeah, he was Niggas, cool as hell, yeah. bro. <laughs> and it, bro, like honestly though, we we limit our avenues as black people. We live it. We limit our our spectrum. And what we can do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even honestly, I do it to my son sometimes. Like my son is extremely artistic. He always like, bro. He will spend hours drawing. But you know, I I spend hours outside with him, shooting hoops, playing soccer, and stuff like that. But and that's because honestly, I think sports are essential to like cultivating a kid, making him a good person, and stuff like that. But like as as black folks, and that's that's. That's what we do. Like sports, sports molded all of us. It taught us teamwork. It taught us like a lot of different things, bro. Our coaches were literally like step in fathers when our fathers weren't there, type stuff. You know what I'm saying, bro? The biggest thing sports taught me was stop fucking crying. Yeah, that too. That too, bro. You lose. You lost the game. You lose sometimes. Stop fucking crying. You you lose sometimes, but it also teaches you, oh, you can be a winner. Yeah, and you can win all the time. You know what I'm saying, and that and that's that's the crazy thing about you just got to work harder. Yeah, and it, it teaches you a lot of things, but it, it takes also karate taught me that too, though. Yeah, it, it takes also balance, like a full balance in everything, bro. Like we have to be just as passionate about you know academics as we are about sports and athletics. You know what I'm saying? I, I know that's happening more often now because when we were kids, it was a little bit more closed up, but now I feel like everybody. You know, culturally, we've leveled up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it might, we might, you know, pop culturally, we might be leveling down. But I feel like culturally, as a people, we're leveling up. The thing is, is that I feel like sometimes the way pop culture perceives black people can all, you know, you know what pop culture is, right? Popular. Pop culture, pop culture is just how white people perceive you. Yeah, that is popular all. Culture. That is all pop culture is because white people are the popular culture, and they're gonna push however they perceive you to be on TV, music, everything. So it's like, I don't know, bro. It's like we have to find a happy medium in between being that and also growing our our people. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, uh, gangster music is so prevalent today. Yeah. Because that's what white people want to push and that's yeah. what they want to put on niggas. Yeah. And it's not even gangster rap no more. This shit is drill. Yeah. Like gangster rap was like, oh, that's I'm, what that's what they want to put on it. Yeah, I'm bro, a Bro, I just I just told you that before we start recording. I said, bro, one of the best cities I've ever been to that has the most disgusting negative name is Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. if you listen to music, and I love Lil Durk, but if yeah. you listen to music, you would swear Chicago was, like, one of the worst places ever. Chicago's one of the most beautiful places I've been to in my life. Yeah. Like, it's so beautiful, brother. Mm-hmm. It's off the water. Um, I don't even know what river that is. I fucking I forgot. I think it's off Lake, Lake Michigan. One of them lakes out there. It, 
It's in Illinois. I thought it was the other one. It's in Illinois and it's off the border of one of them. Is lakes. it Michigan? Lake you know Michigan? the great. You know the Great Lakes. They got yeah. all the. Yeah, I all thought the it was the one that started with an O though. Yeah, uh, Erie. Not, not not Erie. The one that started sure with an O. The one that started. I ain't. I ain't. I'm dumb as fuck, bro. I don't know geography, bro. Me neither. It's like six of them though, right? It should be bordered to the Great Lakes. Yeah, I think it's six of them. All right, might be five. Bro, I'm stupid as hell. I don't, I don't know, know either, bro. We both on that shit. Yeah, but anyway, it's all one of them lakes. Though. Yeah. I know that shit. It's all <laughs> one of them lakes. Yeah. And that shit is just beautiful, bro. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing bad about Chicago is not the fucking crime. It's that fucking wind chill. Oh, it's cold as Yeah, it's that cold. wind chill be cutting, nigga. Yeah, it's cold. Bro, if you get a chance, go to Chicago, bro, and just walk downtown Go get you a slice of deep dish pizza. Do not even eat a whole slice. Don't order a whole pizza neither. Mm-mm. Just get a slice and eat half of it. You're going to be full as hell. Eat the other half later after you get some drinks or something. But a beautiful city. Yeah. But yeah, so um, since you have a kid mm-hmm. and he's still young, private school or public school, what you thinking of Personally, for the future? I talk about this all the time. I would say private if I can afford it. Okay. Um, public in a good area if I can afford it. And, and right I, now he goes to a public school in a good area. Yeah, he goes to a public school in a good area. When I can provide for a private school in a great area. Would you want to do that, though? Do you think it would be benefits of him going to a private school versus the school he goes to now? Yeah, because I've had this conversation with my brother-in-law and whatever lessons. Because my brother has this thing is, oh, well, they ain't going to have no kind of people skills or street smarts and any of that. They're going to... Anybody around them is going to finesse them in future, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like most of that can be taught in the household. I feel like if your daddy is a real one, you you should inherit that realness. You should pick up if your if your dad is instilling those values in you. But here's the thing: I don't want my son to learn the hard lessons I learned. I don't want him to get his you know whatever and hang out with this person and be trying this and trying that. I want him to think that that it's not even possible. I don't, you know, why does your kid need to get his first pack and find out that he can go to jail for <laughs> yeah. life? You know what I'm saying? I was going to say that, like, yeah, the like, lessons that people feel like you have to go through in life no. can be avoided, and it could also be taught different ways. Like, if me, you, and your son is playing Monopoly and I yeah. cheat, and he's like, oh, this nigga Slim's a fucking cheater. Yeah. Like, uh, I got to watch people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Slim, Slim cool, but he be cheating. Yeah, you can learn. <laughs> you can learn. Street lessons, as long as you have a somebody who's teaching you how to not bump your head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here for you, little buddy. You're not going to bump your head. I'm going to yeah. tell you, hey, your friend Tyreek is really a snake. You need to watch out for him. It's crazy you picked Tyreek. Because every Tyreke, time you're around him. Power. Yeah, because every time <laughs> you're around him, I see him looking at your little girlfriend. Oh, yeah. You know? And... It don't look like no. But see, lessons like that, look. you ain't gonna be able to teach your son. No lessons like that, you can't teach. You can teach your. You can because my dad taught I think, me. I think he got to go through that. See, when it come to women, bro, I think I think you have to go through those type of things. Like it's this little YouTuber I, uh, I follow, right? Yeah. And I just started following him yesterday. He's fake homeless. Yeah. He uh he got like a five six thousand dollar YouTube check coming in a month. But he said he tired of paying bills, so he's just sleeping in his car in L.A. He just moved to L.A. and mm-hmm. he kicking it. But his earlier content was all about how he was a simp-ass nigga. Yeah. And basically, you know, he grew up in a household with a mom and a dad. 
And he thought that love shit was just how shit was supposed to be. And he had to go through that shit himself. Like, he used to ask his parents questions and shit, but he had to go through it himself. And that's why I'm saying, like, bro, you can, like, you can tell your son, like, hey, man, this is the game. This is how it go. Woody, woody, whoop. But until he really feel that and go through that, I don't think he truly going to understand. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, but he can have, this is what he, he going to have the syllabus. Yeah. You know how you get the syllabus at the beginning of the semester? Mm-hmm. And they they say like, oh, yeah, nigga, you're going to be learning this, that, yeah. that, and the third. He going to have the syllabus. Some teachers don't give you the syllabus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them teachers, be, them teachers be the cool ones, too. They be the cool ones, but they be so bad. Like, you, <laughs> oh, run yeah. into, you ain't about to learn shit. Yeah, like, bro. But you're going to at least get a B, though. You going to take your... <laughs> Uh, you go take your SAT and they got the Pyragathean theorem or whatever. Yeah, the Pyragathean. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the, the what is it? Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, bro. We you know it's been, yeah. it's been forever. Forgive yeah. us, please, boy. Hey, man, bro. Shout out to George, bro. George uh, posted something on his story today, and it was it was something from the chalkboard because he's a teacher, yeah. and he was like, "Today we learning uh, quadrics." Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I think been, I said that wrong, too. I'm about to find so, it. It's been so long, bro. Yeah, boy. We old and washed, bro. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't remember none of that. Let me see. Oh, hold up. Here we go. Right here. Quadrix. Yeah. Quadratics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. quadratics. See, yeah. I, don't even know how to, I don't even know how to read, bro. But quadratics. <laughs> now I got to see what a quadratic is, bro. Quadratic equation. What is it though? Oh, a quadratic formula. Oh, I remember that. X equals minus B plus minus square. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I remember that shit. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um Yeah, don't teach your kids hard lessons, bro. Like all the lessons you learn shit they ain't gotta go through. You go through like think about this, bro. We got ancestors that were literally slaves. Correct. Would they want us to go through that? Hell no. Exactly. They sacrificed that so we could be here where we are now. And guess what? I'm going to keep compounding upon that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like these other folks out here who just going to keep. You know what I'm saying? My parents gave me an opportunity so I can create opportunity for my kids. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how I look at life. I'm here for that. They made sacrifices so I can live the life I live. You know what I'm saying? And my my future kids can live the way they live and continue to the name. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. So I feel like everybody should have a little bit of pride in like what they people sacrifice for them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, nah. My kid, my kid gotta gotta get out of mud. He gotta <laughs> he gotta go through. I don't like know. when people do that, bro. Like that's crazy <laughs> to me. Like, cause at the end of the day, why like, oh, he gotta learn, like, it's it's this and that, it's this and that. Why not just send him to private school so he don't never have to learn that? Why why can't he just be a um a rocket scientist or a I'm, com- bro, I'm computer be real engineer? With you, dog. Sending a kid to a school with a two percent proficiency rating, mm-hmm. when that kid could go to a school that's ranked one hundred in the nation, and another thing that about is that, ignorant as fuck. Another thing about that, I'll be honest. Most private schools have trash sports. If they go to a, a private school, they might stand out and be LeBron in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, really think about it. Hey man, I promised my homeboy I, I wouldn't talk about this on the pod, so I have to apologize to him. Foremost, I went to he coaches for a private school, and they were hooping. 
Them white kids was trash. Oh, really? oh they was big trash. I would have thought they was pretty good. Oh, it was a little nigga. White boys evolving though when it comes to hooping, bro. It was a little nigga on the team. That nigga came on the court with the headphones and the hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that nigga. He had some big ass KDs on. I looked at that nigga. I said, oh, this nigga about to drop 30. Mm-hmm. Bruh. This nigga hoop just like T-Mac. Sidestep. Yeah. Up and under with the left. Yeah. <laughs> bruh, if you send your kid to private school, he's going to be that little nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For real, bruh. Them kids was trash as hell. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think bruh, dropped like 20. Is, he dropped like 20-something. You could send, send him to like a, a public school that's five. But they yeah. might they might be six man of the year, maybe. Yeah. But like you send them to like a trash public school or a private school. Honestly, he could take them to the private school championship. Yeah. Like honestly. Bro, you know what I like about those kids though, bro? Because I've seen I've seen kids from uh, other counties. Mm-hmm. And um the difference is is the kids that's really good in those counties care a lot about their stats. And that kid that I seen at that private school that was really good. You can tell he cared about winning, bro. He didn't give a fuck about dropping thirty. Like he made the he made the right plays, and I feel like that's what you get when 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 you. That's something else I learned too, bro. Yesterday being at these games, I learned that it's a lot of people out here who just don't give a fuck about the kids. They literally coaching just for their own um, their own personal gain and their own padded stats. Yeah. And some people really care about the kids and molding them to become good people mm-hmm. beyond the sport. I love, I, I, I love like seeing that. that type of shit, bro. Because I love honestly, you don't know which kid on that team needs that. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing about growing up, like in, in you know white suburbia, is the relatability. They can relate to the the white kid that reminds them of themselves. Uh huh. But they can't relate to the black kid who has no father. Who's I said angry, that last night also. Who's angry? Who's out there snapping for a hundred yards a game? They don't relate to him at all. They playing him, and they can't relate to the kid that's it. The black kid that sits on the bench, who brother sell crack and he got to help, you know, help him every day. Like mm-hmm. they just can't relate to you, bro. Like so, at the end of the day, that's the worst thing about growing up in those types of situations. Like you, the relatability factor. But you know, you have certain black coaches that really see you as as them, and you know, really there needs to be a, a relatability across any race of coaches. Like we are all people, bro. Correct. But for for a hundred percent honest, I only had one coach that I ever truly related to, and he was a Native American dude, and that he changed my life, and that's all I needed. And that's when I started getting shine and started getting noticed by little schools here and there and shit like that. Is because he saw me. You know what I'm saying? Without him, like, bro, bro. I asked somebody this question the other day. I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Have you? If you if you could really narrow it down, mm-hmm. and um, you went to school in Columbia County. If you can mm-hmm. narrow it down, how many really good teachers did you have? Really good, really good. I'm talking about hands on. Just taught you things outside of the mm-hmm. curriculum. I had one good coach, and that's the coach you were just talking about. I have one good teacher, blonde hair, blue eyed white lady, honestly. But she stuck with me. And then I And what had, was it about her? I could tell she cared about me. Okay. Um, even when I got in trouble in high school and I came back 
And she was like, you're a little stupid ass, like, like talking and like smack to me. Cause she, I knew she cared. Like, yeah. You know what I'm if I seen her today, she would remember me. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is like, I don't like teachers that do it for a job. Like, what are you doing? Like, these are our next generation of human beings, Americans. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I, certain teachers' names stick with you. They like the the fun teacher. They like the one who pays attention to them because at the end of the day, they spend more time with you than they spend with their own families. You have to understand the responsibility. That's why I don't like when people go into teaching just to be Joe Schmo. I hate that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? That's why I asked you that. Like you are, you are a, a father and a mother figure. I don't care what you think you yeah. are, but you are that. You know what I'm saying? Because they really with them kids more than y'all are. Exactly, bro. I see my son two, three hours a day. He got a basketball game here. He got a soccer game there. But for the most part, like they're raising him more than I am. Mm-hmm. But you know, I know a lot of the things I say stick with him. But like y'all are raising him more than than we are. So you have to understand the responsibility that y'all bear as teachers. And that's know. why I hate when a bitch ass nigga become a teacher boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. stand that shit. Yeah. Another thing I hate is when a bitch ass nigga start uh talking about gender wars. I hate that shit. Yeah. That's... Like, bro, a lot of niggas that be spitting that gender war shit, dog. I don't have the same experiences they have like in life, bro, like Bro, I'm I'm just gonna be completely honest, and I ain't trying to sit here and act like I'm play a player because I'm not, bro. I'm washed as fuck, bro. But uh, I don't have the experience a lot of these niggas had. Like women ain't really like like broke the shit out of me before. Like recently, I seen some crazy shit. I seen a lot of niggas that's like sugar daddies, and I was like, you know, if that's the game you like to play, that's cool or whatever. But if you don't like to play that game and that's where you're stuck at, you know, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But that's where a lot of people play. And men need to, uh, I don't know, bro. I said I, I said this to somebody recently, and uh, we were supposed to do a pod about it yesterday, but I was busy. <sighs> men got to stop telling women how to be women, dog. Got to stop that shit. But on the other end of the spectrum, women don't like to be held accountable for things that they do. So with that being said, you want a hot girl summer, have at it. That's where I'll be at with it. Mm-hmm. What are you going to install in your daughter, though? Like, when you have those type of things out here? Because this shit only going to get worse, bro. Like, you know, Lil' Kim was frowned upon. Trina was frowned upon. Nigga, this shit is in the forefront now. Well, we always we always kind of assume, like, as black people that um, our kids will be automatically just entrenched in the culture itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes... You have to give them a little bit, and then you have to also keep them in their reality. Also, yeah. like you can't, um, you can't, you just can't make a woman feel as if that's reality when it's not. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of what I try to preach, like to my kids in general, my son, my, and then my daughter and her future. You know, she's not old enough yet to even nowhere near to understand all this stuff but like yeah, correct. when she gets to that point she's gonna understand that what you do as a woman especially in your sexual life and your dating life will always carry with you you know what I'm saying cause like um, there's just a harder stigma on women on that and that's just part of life bro you know what I'm saying I don't know why men get praised so much 
for hitting a lot of ass, and then <laughs> women get praised so little f- for hitting a lot of ass. But like, it's just not. It's just not what it hitting is. Hitting a lot of ass. <laughs> no, dead serious. Because yeah, I got you. It's it's because like honestly, like bro, like like Lori Harvey just got a new boyfriend or whatever the hell. I think I'm pretty sure um, Michael B. Jordan just got a new girlfriend, but. I ain't gonna lie. I asked a young lady when I found out about that. I was at Quake Crib and I asked a young lady that was there, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "I ain't know, bro. From Snowfall was was supposed to be fine," and she oh, was I didn't like, know that either. "And she was like, yeah, he fine." She was like, "He got he got nice uh, facial features," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, bro. I gotta I I gotta get myself together because if that nigga fine." <laughs> If that nigga fine, I know I could be fine as hell. <laughs> Let me go ahead and cut these dreads, shave. I could be fine as hell. Get in shape. Because if bruh fine, come on, bruh. That's that's crazy, dog. It's all about appeal, bro. Women just like men with status. At the end of the I day. I think that's what it is, too. At the end of the day, um, we select for different things. Like, beauty will always be first and foremost, I think. That's just men. We're just, we're stupid. We're dumb. We like wide hips, big boobs. Biologically, it just is ingrained in our DNA. Women want somebody who can protect them. For the most part, they used to like, you know what I'm saying? Things are changing women because women always select what what is the standard for men. So the, we see how things are changing now. They're selecting that. Man, my mama don't even know this, bro. But I always been beefing with her because she likes swole-ass black niggas. She should have had a baby with a light skinned nigga with funny eyes, so I could have been fine as hell. And then you would have just been funny too. Nah, I would have been fine as hell. Probably gay. Nah, hell. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> I say this, bro. Oh, nah. I got them. My real name's supposed to be genuine. But that, but that's the thing. Like we we diluted niggas. Like we had pretty light skinned mamas. Yeah, I th- I, I think about that too. Like, yeah. what kind of nigga would I be if I ain't if I ain't had no swole ass black daddy? That's what I'm saying. I probably would be a nigga like that can't change a tire and shit. But like, we think about if we had some like Michael Jackson, Elder Bar. Well, Michael Jackson's really a, a nigga, but um, <laughs> like yeah, the barges exactly. type, like the barge type Prince type nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As our dad, we probably wouldn't worthless, bro. Like, let's be honest. That's what I want though. Yeah, but we had like. Real dark niggas, African American. You know niggas. who could have been my dad? Who? Iceberg Slim. Nah. I nah. fuck with Iceberg Slim, nah. bro. You worse than him. <laughs> nah, Never hell shit. nah. What's good about Iceberg Slim? That nigga head ass. You head ass too? Nah, I ain't worse than Iceberg Slim. Yeah, I had a question to ask you though. Um, we talked about New Year's resolutions on this bitch before. How your New Year's resolutions went? Cause it's it's about a month now. How they went? You uh it's wanted to be a, a rough, fine nigga. It's been a rough ass month. Um, I've been doing good on my fine nigga shit though. I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, it might not look that way on camera, but like, <laughs> I've been working on my fine nigga shit. My balls. Is what's clean. the what's the fine niggas like? What's what's like, the bro, fine nigga like, routine? My balls is clean. I be like washing. A lot. You like you like shaving, shaving. You shaving like, your shit all the way yeah. down. You got a manscaped motherfucker. Yeah, I got my shit manscaped. Like, no, I'm saying you got a manscaped lawnmower, motherfucker. Oh yeah, I got that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got that. I got that. I got like the little, 
lotions and creams and the cocoa butters you put on yourself and like skin moisturizer. I be exfoliating. You be doing and facials and shit too. Be exfoliating and shit. I be I be doing all kind of shit, bro. Like, but like I felt like I need that like for the next like few like at least like twenty years of my life because like I ain't gonna lie, we treated our our vessels like shit. Yeah. We need to like start. Like I was thinking about that. I was like, bro, I got kids now, bro. Like. I'm gonna just start trying to eat healthy and like treat my vessel right and like clean myself up and like, cause like when you young you just don't give a shit like you just like out here you know what I'm saying? For sure. And god dang, I just be trying to take care of myself a little bit better now. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's all it is. Man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. My New Year's resolutions, them shits went to shits, bro. Early? Yeah, bro. I fuck I fucked my foot up, so I couldn't really move like I wanted to for like two weeks. And then, dog, I learned something something new that fucked with the other resolutions. What? I got to work on my time management. Why is that? Because I got a lot of shit I'm trying to do, bro, and I don't have enough time to do it. So I have to manage my time because one thing I hate that people make is excuses. Mm-hmm. I got to do that shit, bro. Like, I got to I gotta, got, you know, start this live streaming shit. Mm-hmm. I got to start vlogging again. I got to get back on um, consistent podcasts because I skipped two weeks in a row, dog. I ain't skipped two weeks in a row. I don't think ever. Mm-hmm. That was the first time. I feel really bad about that shit, too. And um, I'm back on my T-shirt shit, but I ain't doing my T-shirt shit as hard as I thought I was. I just got to sit down and lock in, bro. Mm-hmm. But one thing I have done really good that uh, I said I was going to do is um, not have so many vices at once. One thing I believe in is not is not having too many vices. Like if I wake up in the morning, eat fast food, I'm not drinking the whole day. Yeah. Or if I wake up in the morning, eat fast food, no cigars. Or if I drink and eat fast food, no gambling. Why not just cook? This nigga had fast food in every option. This nigga had ass. Oh, because that's my worst <laughs> vice. I know, but like, why not like learn to cook, nigga? Like, I know how to cook. You know how to cook some things, but like, make things that you would want to eat. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't like my house smelling like fried foods. That's all I like. So you like fried shit? Yeah, and I'm not. So you? I don't like my house. I don't like my house smelling like fried foods. You you got the one young welding curse. It's, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Oh, no, no, no. But see, I'm not addicted to that shit. I ain't got to do it. Like, I told you. I told but you. But eventually, like, you I'm, already know You already know the devil on your back. It's going to follow you for the rest of your life. Yeah, but I'm not addicted. So, yeah, like, okay, today, today. When you're I, 50 I, I and you eat that Popeye's, it's a different I ain't, I ain't, ain't going to be like that. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how I am. Like, today, I know I got a lot of shit to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't eat fast food when I got a lot of shit to do. So, like, today... Um, I woke up this morning. What did I eat? Oh, I ate this. Um, it's like a bowl. It's called an egg roll bowl, mm. and it just got ground turkey and all the shit that's in egg roll, cabbages, mm. um, carrots, shit like that. Yeah, that's all I ate today. And I got some shrimp and lettuce in the fridge, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna eat that. And tomorrow, I gotta go to Charlotte, so I'm probably just gonna eat peanuts all day. And then before I got to go work at the club, because I'm going to get drunk, i probably eat like a turkey sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really eat crazy when I got a lot of shit to do. But when I'm just like chilling, like if it's just like an edit day and I only got like one thing to edit, it's the same thing with I'm going to get a 10-piece. I don't get, I get wild when it's like the weekend. Like yeah. 
when it's like my days off. See, bro, I know people don't believe this about me, bro, but I wake up every day at at least nine o'clock. On an average day, seven o'clock. But if it, if like I'm just chilling, I ain't got too much to do. Nine o'clock, and I don't eat crazy every day. I eat crazy every other day. I ain't gonna cap nobody now. I mm-hmm. eat crazy every other day, but I don't wake up every day and like kill some fast food. I got food in the fridge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But fast food be on my ass because you know I like to gamble. I like to watch sports. I don't know if niggas know about sporting games. But uh, it'd be Burger King commercials, Popeyes commercials, Subway commercials. Mm-hmm. Them shits be going crazy. So beyond beyond the um, the want to get your health in the right space, where can you see yourself truly like like the most realistic way of improving your year? Um, the biggest battle I have right now, outside of those things I just said. Is the urge, not even the urge, just not knowing if I want to be rich as hell or if I want to be happy as hell. And I think that's something that people don't really, like, think about and understand. Because, like, I'm going to be completely honest with you, bro. And I'm not trying to sound cocky or nothing. But if I really wanted to be rich as hell and I wanted to go crazy, I could have been did that shit. Like, been did that shit. Like... And I'm I'm not going to go too deep into what I would do because <laughs> that shit head ass as fuck. Mm-hmm. But even if I would do that shit legally, like, I still could do that. But I find I find peace in um, where I'm at right now mm-hmm. because how freeing my time is. I love that shit, bro. I love the fact that, like, I can grind for, like, three, four days and make X amount of money and I could chill for a day or two. I like I can be like, damn, I miss my mama. Mm-hmm. And I can just fly out and go see my mama next week. I love that shit, bro. I just love the free the mm-hmm. the uh freeingness of it. But at the same time, it's like I wanna be rich too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is like more I don't money, more think, problems though. No, it's not even more money, more problems. Cause the thing is people say more money, more problems, but also more money, more opportunity. More money, yeah, more more money, more everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, would you rather have problems that you don't want or problems you want? Problems I want. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, when I thought about I've thought about that before too. And you know, and the thing is, is like, I you have to find a happy medium between being in, like me personally. Like, bro, I used to be in my fucking black power hippie bag. Like, nigga, I ain't never going to be on that type shit. And then I just figured out like, it got beyond me when I started having kids. It probably yeah. I probably would have never woke up. Yeah. When I had kids, I started realizing, oh, nigga, you sitting up here like it's about you. Yeah. Like, no, like, bro, you're on this planet to make it better for other people and do more for other people. Even if it's beyond kids, it could be, be it could be for the community, it could be for anybody. You know what I'm saying? And the only thing about being rich or having money is you have resources because you can be a broke nigga screaming into a microphone and not change shit but when you have money behind you you can change the world and that's the weirdest part about this world bro that's the weirdest shit bro we can talk about gandhi martin luther king blah 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 uh mother Teresa. they all had machines they all had some type of backing somebody was funding you know what i'm saying 
And that's the crazy part about like money, life, all this stuff. There's a balance between all of it. And you realize in life there's a yin and a yang, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just realistic. That's just the realism of it. And then once you get to that perfect balance, you realize, all right, let me grind and become the best person I can be, uh, whatever it is, spiritually, mentally, financially, everything. And after that, we'll see, was it all worth it? And I guarantee you most people that have achieved all those things, their physical peak, their mental peak, their financial peak, everything, psychological peak. Oh, bro. You know? I I, I feel like I you won't have no more regrets if you if you've accomplished those types of things. I ain't want to cut you off too early, no, because good. you was going in. But like one more thing that I've done really good this year so far mm-hmm. is the content I've been consuming. I've been watching a lot of head ass niggas that have routines because I really want a routine. I've been telling I've been telling Katie that, but they got fine nigga routines. I don't want to find nigga wake routine. Up and scrub yeah, your face. I don't want to find nigga. I've been routine. doing that shit too. That's why. I, that's yeah, what but I don't. Me. I want a regular routine. But that's what motivated me to get my my goddamn my my straight up like, cause like, bro, I used to wake up and like throw the throw the cover on the bed and leave and like yeah. I wake up every day. Well, there's a time where I made it every day. And I stopped doing it. Now I'm back to like making my bed every day, waking up. Can I be honest with you? I want a, I want a good routine, but I want my routine to be scheduled where I get my dicks up. Oh, you got a super shit. You might as well meditate. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want my dicks up. Why? I just want my dicks up. <laughs> this nigga's a hornball, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying, like... Bruh, I can I just want my dick sucked. You know what I'm saying? Are you saying that because you think you can't get you can't move without having that happen? If this is a safe space, I'm gonna tell you. I did some weird shit. I ain't been having sex. Okay. And um I did it to see where I would be at mentally because I know in my life the only time I ever didn't have sex was when I was in jail. Mm-hmm. So I made a point to make this the longest I haven't had sex. And my goal was a month. And um, of course, I didn't survive. Mm-hmm. But uh, two weeks, long time. Longest time for me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. That shit is pointless as hell. Whatever clarity niggas get from from uh, being celibate, I don't get that. You get a lot of it as long as you're noble in your thoughts. Like you get a lot from it as long as you're like, I'm doing this intentionally. But if you get I'll be looking at niggas' grandma asses in the grocery store. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like if you're getting it unintentionally, it feels terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst feeling ever. I didn't I didn't I was like, bro, why am I doing if this? If you're if you're being celibate without the intentions of trying to hit ass, it's a great feeling, bro. It's a great feeling. But um if you're getting if you're celibate if you're involuntarily celibate? Oh, no, nah, I've never been that before. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've been that. The worst drought I ever had was like three months, and I don't know what it was. I just couldn't hit no ass. Maybe because I was aiming too high. You know what I'm saying? Because back when I was like younger, I like had- No, young higher. king. Don't don't ever think a woman's better than you, young king. I had I had high, like I, I thought like, oh, these fine girls, they won't have sex with me. Yeah. So that's when I settled for like, that's when I started hitting like, you know. You know, you did. Bro, I want to talk about one more, uh, before we get off, I want to talk about one more uh, thing about uh, about a New Year's thing that I was just saying. Yeah. And that's the gambling thing, right? 
Mm-hmm. Prospects. Yeah. I got to talk about it. I've been gambling all my life. Sorry, I've been gambling all my life. Only thing that woke me up about my gambling and why I even try to control it is because I had a conversation with my dad. Only reason why I had a conversation with my dad, I talked to Blue one day. Mm-hmm. That nigga Blue was like, you are your parents, blah, blah, blah. Disagree with him. Called my dad. Told my dad. I said, hey, my homeboy just said such and such. You are your parents, this and that, this and that. What you think about it? My dad said, yes. Completely agree. He was like, all my kids done sold drugs one time or another. He was like, that's just what it is. The apple don't fall too far from the tree. He was like, me personally, I don't gamble. I don't drink. Uh, I don't smoke weed no more. Because my dad used to smoke weed. He was like, I don't smoke weed no more. But he said, my kids fall under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. He was like, my dad, compulsive gambler. Yeah. And Blue was just laughing because he was right. So I said, you know what? Maybe that shit is something in me that's just hereditary because I gamble on everything, nigga. I used to gamble on this domino game. You can put money on there. You can gamble with everybody across the fucking world. And I used to go ham on that shit, and I started to lose. So I quit, completely deleted the app. Now I'm on prize picks. A lot of people be saying prize pick is a scam. I don't know if it's a scam. All I know is how many times I done almost hit, and it was just one nigga. Like, bro, most recently it was it was Van, uh, Van Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Bro. I had everybody hit except for him, bro. He had like 17 points, needed 20. Pissed me off. Worst shit recently I had, though. I had everybody hit. And this ticket was for like $400 and some change. Just yeah. knew I had the money in the bank. I already planned out what I was going to do the next day with the money because the money come instantly on prize pick. Y'all get prize pick. That shit comes instantly. But uh, I picked Kyrie on the under. Mm-hmm. I picked Kyrie on under 31 points. He had nine points after three quarters. He needed to score 21 points to fuck my money up. Mm-hmm. This nigga scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't really get betting. Like, it's so hard it, for me. I feel like I'm cursed sometimes. Like, bro, I don't have good luck. If I don't, if I don't hit the number, I don't have it. Oh, but what I was going to say, and we're going to get back to what you just said. But what I was going to say is... Prize pick is not a scam, bro. The odds of you hitting how much a player is going to score over or under his average and make a ticket of that mm-hmm. is like playing a lotto damn near. Yeah. Like, you're not going to guess. And this what really made me realize is because a lot of people I know think think that shit is a scam also. I picked, I picked De'Aaron Fox like three days in a row. De'Aaron Fox point average is 25 points a game. Bro, this nigga scored 25 points a game three games in a row. Yeah. Bro, most niggas score their average. Mm-hmm. You have players like LeBron James, which is where they probably make their most money at. Nigga might score 22, and his line might be at 31 points. Mm-hmm. He might score 45 next game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Game after that, he might score 17 points. Next game, so if you score he might o- score 40. If you score over the line, that still you still lose? Now, if you score over the line, if you pick over, you win. Anything okay. over. If you score if you under, under, anything under. Over, yeah. yeah, so if the line is at 30 and a half mm-hmm. and they score 30 points and you picked over, you lose. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's how it is. Just like I recently had to uh, teach my dog Cook. Shout out to Cooks. I had to teach him about uh, betting on games because recently I hit, which is why I was confused because the money was coming. The same time the money was coming to my phone, you had cash at me twenty dollars, 
And I was like, huh? And people was cash at me. Other people was cash at me too because I fucking gambled too much. Mm-hmm. And that's why I called you and was like, hey, bro, I think you actually cash at me, bro. Yeah, you forgot we bet on the Jags game. Yeah, because I was working Versus and I was looking City. at my phone yeah. and I got too many bets, bro. Yeah. I know, bro. Bro, you really could have got away with that shit. Because <laughs> nah, I got way too that, many bets, But that's bets, why dog. I do that because I bet with you because I know... At the end of the day, if I be like, hey, damn, bro, you ain't seen my t- my dub, you're going to be like, oh, shit, my bad. You ain't cash at me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, yeah, and, sl- and uh, <laughs> Blue was like, I can't get the same bet. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> nigga, I know you're not going to pay me, nigga. Oh, Hell yeah. Nah. Everybody know when it come to gambling, bro, I don't play, bro. Like, one thing I don't like is owing a nigga, bro. Mm-hmm. So, like, soon as I lose, goddamn, I got you, bro. Like, for real. That's one thing I don't play about. And me, I'm the type of person, I like to put my money on the ground anyway. Yeah. Like, so I don't even think about it. Once it hit the ground, I'm good. Yeah. I bet on stupid shit, though. Like, the stupidest shit I bet on recently, um, which I wasn't tripping because, shout out my nigga Big King. He helped me win some money. Uh, We was doing a beer pong tournament. You know what I'm saying? Everybody put a dub in a pot of person. I put his money up. He let me keep the money, too. You know what I'm saying? We won the tournament. Boom. But I, I was there for the fun. The same day, Steno and Quay foot raced. I said, this bitch Quay used to run a fucking four five. <laughs> Steno is not about to beat this nigga. And I forgot how much I put on the ground, but Steno burnt the shit out, Quay. <laughs> hey, niggas be getting washed early quick. <sighs> I ain't gonna lie, I be watching niggas in the NFL and they still run like four threes and shit. I'd be like, how? Yeah. Because I'm 32 now and I'm like. T.O. run a 4'6. That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. This nigga like, like 50. I'm like, how do you stay that in shape? Bro, I don't know, bro. That nigga run a 4'6. Nigga, Vic tried to run a 40. That bitch got him pull uh, his quad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he like us, bro. Yeah, big, big, out. big a regular nigga. Big yeah, a regular nigga. Shit. Like, but he still, he still ran like a 4'9. He pulled his quad fast. and ran a 4 That's still fast as fuck. I think my time right now would be like a 5-8. Shit, my shit, like sit two. <laughs> sit two. For real, you know bro. My saying? shit terrible. Sit two. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that gambling shit, bro. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Get on prize picks, but get on there. Oh, oh, this is what I want to say, bro. Because I'm going to chop that uh, extra filler out and, and get back to this. This is what I want to say. Prize picks... It's something fun to do, just like FanDuel, just like DraftKings, just like my bookie. You know, I know all the gambling sites. Mm-hmm. But it's something fun to do. Do it because you want to have fun. Don't do it as no job. Go get a real fucking job. Y'all guys on there trying to scrape up $500 during the week so y'all can do a two-pick and make $1,000? Bruh, stop, bruh. Yeah. Go to your closest McDonald's and get a real fucking job, bruh. Like, stop getting on these gambling sites trying to get rich. This is not what gambling sites is for. It's just some quick little fun type of thing. And it's not the stock market. Mm-hmm. Y'all guys that have real jobs that's trying to invest into sports betting? No, bro. Bro, I'm not I'm not putting more than $100 into no goddamn gambling site, bro. Yeah. That's just me personally. I'm not putting more than $100. And if I lose my $100, I'm probably not coming back for a week or two. <laughs> that's just me, though. Man, that shit makes sense, bro. And I feel like the culture is pushing this get rich scheme, but like the real, the real wealthy people know that that shit is just a, it's a farce and it's fake. It takes time to make money. 
Stop thinking you're supposed to be rich and 21 years old. I mean, some people are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people bless, but it takes time to make money. It takes effort. It takes a lot of work. Um, I wish day, I wish somebody told us that when we was young. Yeah, and people don't get That's that. That's what I didn't know. Like, the, the celebrity of it will have you confused. Like, it takes. Yeah. Most of the people you know in the world right now are rich. They're older than 30 years old, bro. Like, honestly, like, the mega wealthy people out here. The people you want to be, mm-hmm. they're older than 30 years old, bro. Like, let's be real. So understand what the reality of this is. Yeah, bro, <laughs> people got to wake up, bro. Like, it's crazy, bro. Because I have I understood this a long time ago. Like, I ain't... Sometimes I look at it, I'd be like, dang, this he made, you know, 100... You know, he made 5 million off YouTube or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But then at the end of the day, I understand mentalities might be messed up. These things don't last forever. You know what I'm saying? Boy, I remember being 21 years old with like five, six bands in my pocket. Like, yeah. boy, I just ain't got enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like now looking back on that, I'm like, boy, you should have sat your stupid ass down somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you weren't really thinking about like how life really works. Like you being 21 with five bands in your pocket, bro, go put that shit in the bank. Mm-hmm. Go do something that matters. Pay your, pay your fucking rent for six months. You know what I'm saying? Why I, are you in school? I'm going to ask you this, though, before we get up out of here. Um, I'll ask you this. If you could work on one thing this year that you know will improve in, upon you and your situation, what would it be? Um, Besides all that shit I just said earlier about the New Year's shit? Mm-hmm. Like, something that's, you know for 100% fact, if I do this one thing, I know it's going to improve upon my situation. Um, I want to be nicer to people. That's a good one to have, though. That's, that's a, a have. that's the that's the biggest character flaw I have. I'm really mean, mm-hmm. and I don't even know when I'm mean. Like it's just natural. It's just natural as fuck, and I know where I get it from. And I'm not. I love you, Mama, so much. <laughs> <laughs> but shout I out, just, moms. <laughs> but I just want to be nicer to people, dog, because it's like. Niggas be fucked up and I be laughing and I get so much entertainment out of it. Mm-hmm. Bro, I just want to be nicer, dog. Like, not even, it's not even being nicer. Like, the the funny shit don't matter. Um, And I apologize, Damo. I completely apologize. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just want to, like, have my shit right, have my shit together. You just want to be, because I ain't going to lie, that conscious you just want to have that bitch clear. Yeah, like, I ain't got no. I want to. I want to be nicer, bro. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I'm tired of being fake nice. Yeah, you want to flow through the room and feel good. Yes, bro. like blue. I apologize, bro. Yeah, for what I'm about to say. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. I do not be meaning that shit when I congratulate him. I want to oh, say yeah. that shit and really mean and really it. Feel it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I told you sometimes. Like bro. I really want to like feel good about like. I'm editing that part out. Let's start here. No, 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 no. Nah, because that's mean. <laughs> I guess. That's mean. I want to be nice. I want I want to be able to congratulate people and really be happy for them and not be so hard on people. Because uh-huh. I'm really hard on people, bro. Like, a nigga come up to me and be like, don't say that shit. Uh, don't say that one either. <laughs> a nigga this come nigga, up, he gonna have a rough year, bro. <laughs> yeah, have a rough year. yeah, bro. A nigga come up to me and be like, 
I I won the hot dog eating competition. Yeah. And I'll be like, congrats, bro. Yeah. You ate a lot of hot dogs. Congrats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The glizzy guy. And, yeah, the, <laughs> you a glizzy guy. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, this trash ass nigga. Only thing he can do in life is 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 is, is guzzle some hot dogs. But you, you know, know what's what crazy, saying? bro? You can you can do all that and think all that, but at the same time be happy for him. That's what I want to do. That's yeah. what I want to be able to do. That's what I Because I'm not, I'm not happy. But that's what I do. But I want to be. I want to be, I want to be able to look at people in their situations because I'm I'm not somebody that think I'm better than nobody, nor I think my goals is better. But I want to be able to look at somebody in their situation and be like, I'm happy for you and that being something good for you. Like, we need more black police officers. I ain't I'd be happy as fuck when my friends came to me and were like, bro, I'm about to be a police officer go to police mm-hmm. academy. Yeah. Like, I'll be truly happy. But like sometimes niggas be like, niggas be like, I want to start selling coke. And I'll be like, bro, who the fuck am I around? Like, why I got yeah. these people in my life? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the things. You answer the same question though. Cause I went I went too crazy with that. I don't even know that question I asked you. God damn. I said, what would at the end of the day, what would make me feel like? Nah, you said you asked me, um, I'm retarded as fuck. <laughs> What's one thing you would change about yourself for this year? Oh, the biggest thing, though, is like, um, don't talk about it, walk about it. Mm. Because at the end of the day, I talk about being a good person. I talk about living this way. I talk about living that way. I talk about being a man of God. I talk about being spiritual. I talk about being not judgmental. And I'm all that shit at the same time. Like, Don't I'm, stop judging. You know what I'm saying? I told you about judgment. Don't stop judging. Yeah, but I'm just going to have that shit so low-key, you don't even know that shit real. Like, it's not even there. You know what I'm saying? At this, And I never used to judge that much back in the day. But I know from this point forward, I need to... I, I even told... I had a conversation with my woman about this. I said, I can't sit up here. Like, I the, the one thing that has always stopped me from getting through to you and is that... I'm not living up to my greatest potential, so you think that you can settle. But if if I'm, you know, Gandhi or whatever mm-hmm. the hell, or Martin Luther King or Jesus, how can you settle? You know what I'm saying? And not even saying, like, I'm just saying the people that we think are, like, great people. We all know they have flaws and stuff. But I'm saying, how can I, how can you judge me and how can you continue to live in this way where... You know, I can I can sit up here and tell you, hey, you need to do better. You need to do better when I need to do better. So this year is about me focusing on me. I'm not focused on anybody else doing better. I just need to focus on what I need to do for life. And that's all. That's a great one, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But overall, we're going to stop eating that fast food so much. Not completely cut it out. I got my drinking down packed. Square. But that, that, the oh, food. before we get off, what? I have not talked about this yet. I had a dream last night about smoking weed. You want to get back to it? I think it's coming. That's a, that's a devil I don't feel like fighting. <sighs> Bro, you going to be mad at me? I don't fuck with you no more? What? If, what, if I, I start smoking the weed? Yeah. I'm not about to start smoking weed. Please, I just know it's coming. That's the devil. Like You know the nigga on Stranger Things? He be shaking and shit and goddamn oh, yeah, bro yeah, be yeah. like coming, but bro don't be there yet. Yeah. That's weed for me. Like bro be coming, but he don't be there yet. Yeah. Like I be shaking and shit, bro be coming, but he don't be there yet. Pause. But uh 
Yeah, that's what weed is for me. So when I had that dream last night, it fucked me up. I said, bro, coming. Yeah, you got to chill out. Yeah, I ain't fucking with the weeds, though. Y'all stay positive this year, man. Yeah, For real. Man. And Blue, I apologize if, if I don't if, if I forget to uh, edit that part out. He probably will. <laughs> On purpose, honestly. <laughs> and we out, man.